Well, welcome to another MarTech Interviews. On today's show, we have Janet Mesh, and we are going to be talking about agile marketing and quick pivoting. Very timely this, this time of year. This is MarTech Interviews, a podcast from DK New Media, publishers of MarTech, the leading publication for sales and marketing professionals to research, discover, and learn how technology is driving business results. Your host is Douglas Carr. Hey, welcome back to another MarTech Interviews. On today's show, we have Janet Mesh. Janet, uh, pleased to meet you, virtually at least. You're in Boston. I'm in Indianapolis. Yes, thank you, Douglas. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and uh, uh, Janet, for everybody who uh, hasn't heard of Janet yet, uh, is the CEO and co-founder of Aimtel. Uh, they do content, digital, and social media marketing, kind of a full-service agency, if you will, and, uh, and uh, for some really key clients. And so today, uh, we're going to be talking about agile marketing. And then uh, the more I, I, well, agile is already exciting. I don't want to say it's not exciting, but then we're going to be talking about quick pivoting. And I think that's very timely, you know, given, given all the mayhem that we're going through. So, so maybe first, uh, Janet, just for everybody listening, uh, talk about your background and, and how you came to be CEO and, and, uh, and Aimtel, you know, what you're doing for clients. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'll, I'll I'll start from the beginning. Um, so I've been I've always knew I wanted to um, be a marketer. So I've uh, worked in marketing my entire career. I went to school for it. Um, I you know got a bachelor's degree in communication and marketing, and then was lucky enough to be able to work in marketing. So I started actually like in the IT industry, um, working with the like, consulting firms and IT staffing company. And didn't even know that was a world, but I really loved it. And I worked for a specific company and they um, helped building up their marketing and then they actually got acquired. Uh, so it was kind of a good timing. I realized um, several years ago at that point, like it was a good opportunity and it was aligned with the direction I wanted to move in. And back then remote work was not popular or really a thing, especially with <laughs> digital marketing. Uh, it's kind of funny to think now because it's, you know, it's completely booming. But, you know, that really wasn't something that companies were offering. And, but I, I knew that I really would create that flexibility and creativity and continue to go down like the marketing path. Um, so I kind of call it my quarter life crisis. I, I took uh, four months off with my um, partner and we traveled around South America, which was really cool. Um, got really clear on, on, on what I just said, you know, really want to continue working in marketing and be able to kind of work from wherever and not be constrained to like a corporate office. So I started freelancing um, and working on a couple different agencies because I realized I could kind of marry those two like desires of mine. And yeah, that was I kind of from there over like several years of freelancing, working with a couple different agencies. I learned a ton, um, developed my skills and it started my freelancing actually started to really kick up and I was getting my own clients directly, which was really exciting. And it, a couple of years ago, uh, it just kind of got to the point where, you know, organically we realized this is something bigger than me and has the potential um, to grow. And, you know, we could be offering more to our clients um, if I started building a team and kind of expanding our services. So I was really focused on um, like social media management, um, optimization um, and content marketing and, and like paid advertising. So I kind of uh, definitely a range of skills. Um, and we still do a ton of that for clients um, on the digital and content side. Um, the really exciting things we do too is 
creating like full like integrated marketing campaigns for clients. So it just kind of touches all aspects of um, paid and unpaid channels. So we primarily, I always stayed within the industry. So we work um, with B2B tech um, companies or, or SaaS platforms. So kind of really focusing on that niche and developing that out, but offering a range of services. That's fantastic. And, and of course, Boston is a, is a great yeah. place to be working with B2B tech companies. So D- definitely. Yeah. The network here when, um, you know, that definitely was a really amazing like opportunity. And I really put myself out there to meet different people, go to like networking events. And, um, I'm, I'm one of those people that I'm an extrovert. So like, I would get like jazzed up, like going out and like going to like industry events or conferences and things like that. So that was, it was definitely a good, good place to be and how it's, it's, you know, grown exponentially with all the, um, our tech companies around here. Yeah. Well, and, and, uh, I'm an extrovert as well. And so I'm, <laughs> I'm dying with, you know, I know. <laughs> not being able to go to conferences and stuff, but, but it, it, it is, you know, uh, I think, the, the, the good thing about it, and this is obviously what we're going to talk about today is, is we, ha- we've had to make adjustments. We've had to make adjustments in our operations, you know, how we're dealing with clients, how we're helping clients, you know, mm-hmm. overcome some of the challenges, you know, of, of not meeting in person and not meeting their clients in, in, in person. And so digital marketing, in my opinion, has even become more important. Uh, because people aren't able to go shake hands and introduce themselves, you know, so, uh, and I love the, the fact that you talked about, you you know, kind of that unified communication model too, which is, I Mm -hmm. think, really helpful too, is a consistent message that's coming out of, you know, your content and social media and your promotion and your advertising is, is probably more important than ever. Oh, absolutely. Um, And, and with, when you I could go on we could go, we could talk all about that for like yeah. an hour <laughs> well I, I just think it's absolutely critical and and a lot of large companies I think lose sight of that uh, some, I've worked for you know some major companies where the PR team wasn't talking to the content team and and so oh, they're, yeah they're putting out amazing content but nobody's pitching or promoting or no it. one even knows it exists <laughs> yeah yeah and and it's a massive investment for them so it was totally. yeah. absolutely Mm-hmm. Well, well, for people listening that don't understand or, or, you know, I think if you're young in this industry, you're probably doing agile marketing and not even realizing it. And then traditional marketers, you know, old guys like me, <laughs> you know, we came from the days of the three-year plan and the five-year plan yep. and the 10-year plan. And, uh, and agile marketing has really, I think in the last 10 years, just really developed into a great process uh, for marketers. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, your adoption, maybe maybe your definition of agile marketing, uh, and then, you know, that process that you guys go through? For sure. Yes. Yeah. So as I was like studying, like the, you know, the most like the, what the most effective ways to like structure a team and like the work and like working with clients, I really like kept coming back to like the agile methodology and like applying that to marketing. And the, I actually see it like not just a methodology, but like a mindset and how you're kind of the, like the way you're doing work is, is in like shorter, like sprints and like iterations. So I actually, I mean, okay. The problem with marketing of marketers is like, we love to plan everything so it is a massive shift to be like, okay, not everything's going to be set in stone and like being comfortable with change because change is really is the most constant thing right. um, in marketing, you know, like tomorrow we don't even know what could be happening. And if you have like social and on social and people will be talking about stuff and this year showed like just 
you know, consumer behavior just can change overnight and you have to be able to pivot around that. Um, but kind of coming, what I really liked about it is that you're, I do like, I, I still recommend you kind of make a plan, um, you know, at the, the high level, but not every little detail, like this would be called like waterfall, uh, is like completely like mapped out and you're like, this is what we're going to follow, whatever happens. It's instead it's on the like the opposite spectrum so it's like okay this is a plan like a loose plan and like but you're setting it around like the goal so you're like okay here are the goals that we want to hit and the outcomes that we want to like achieve and now let's figure out collaboratively how to get there and I, what i really like about it as well and has worked super well for our team and with our clients is it it actually empowers the team more where you're not like having this like command and control over what's happening you know the team is encouraged to self-organize to be cross-functional which i think is extremely important in marketing kind of back to where we we're just talking about like that holistic approach like if you have a team of like some diverse perspectives and skill sets then they can all kind of contribute to the success of a project or a campaign or even just like one task um and it really focuses on like working collaboratively and then the what i really liked about it too is like it it the most effective is like bringing in that kind of analysis and reflection of like what's working and what's not working and doing that consistently like we actually do it on a weekly basis so you can really stay like kind of on top of like okay like what's happening with um projects and with like clients or tasks like is what's working really well that we can continue on you know what's not that we can maybe make some like minor adjustments or like just throw the entire thing out the window and start again. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I, I love that because you, you talked about a, a couple things there that I think was you started with the goal in mind, which is incredible. And then of course the secondary thing is how are we going to measure that? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I, I feel like, uh, you know, something that's been lost uh, with a lot of companies, uh, maybe even a lot of consulting firms and agencies is the measurement aspect mm -hmm. of it. They say, we're going to put out, you know, um, this is a pet peeve of mine, three blog posts per week. <laughs> right. You know, we're paying for three blog posts per week and, and they're going to be 500 words a piece. Well, what does that mean? What does that matter? Yeah. What, what is the post about who? Are, well, I think the most important thing that's overlooked and we try to be what we, our approach is like, who are, who's your audience? Like yeah. what, 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 okay. You're going to put three posts. Great. You're hit that number. But like, what's the value to the person you're writing for? Like, why right. do they care? Like right. what, why are you putting in all this effort if you're not like kind of operating with the, the direct audience, like that customer prospect in mind? Yeah, that's fantastic. And, and I think that's uh, uh, in, or enormous, enormous advantage of going agile is every week you can sit there and make adjustments based on, mm -hmm. you know, how you're measuring those results. So I, I love that, that, that approach. Um, with that, the exciting part of, of, of agile uh, or maybe 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 it's exciting for us because we're, uh, we're people <laughs> that like change and everything. But for some people, it, it is very uncomfortable, right? Oh, for sure. Um, some people that just like process and they just want to work the next five years doing the same job over and over again. It can be really daunting to to mm -hmm. sit there and make those adjustments, you know, constantly. So it 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 is it a is it a culture that you have to really you know curate internally. I, I, I definitely, definitely. It's, it's kind of like, 
and kind of back coming back to like that mindset and making it okay like like with change you're gonna make mistakes like everyone's gonna make mistakes i made a ton of mistakes learned a lot like my team has but like that's perfectly fine and like you should be making mistakes of course you don't want to make like some like drastic ones like of course you know there's always like risk involved but kind of creating um this this culture that it it is okay to make a mistake sometimes but like what you what do you do with those mistakes are you are you learning from them are you having like open conversations about it uh like is it was it really something like on someone's like character probably not you know like things happen um and and making you know having that and then that comes down to like what's like the communication on the team um to talk about those things and to keep everyone like in sync so uh aims house actually a, a completely remote company so we like our teams always chatting on slack um we use trello for all our project management so it's really important too in all of this that you have the right tools like digital tools to so that the team can kind of can you know work optimally and they can collaborate and communicate like as much as they need to um within these like these spaces like these digital workspaces because i think there's so much that goes into it but the communication is like very very important and like the consistency of it and the clarity and in order for everyone to kind of you know be on board and like understand what's happening if there's any blockers or like you know some successes and things like that yeah yeah so a couple things there and i always like to reiterate because i want our listeners to really grab this and walk away with these nuggets is you know one is you talked about kind of a safe culture right yeah um and and then uh and then the other thing i heard you say was mistakes you know can and will happen i think mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of companies that are really risk averse actually don't meet their full potential when it mm-hmm. comes to marketing right right um, I read I read a quote online the other day and I thought it was just a, a beautiful quote somebody said that um, if you're not if you're not I think it was like if you're not separating yourself from some people not like insulting or anything like that but if you're not pushing yourself away from some people with your marketing you're probably not pushing yourself towards the people that you need to oh absolutely I love like it's it's fun when uh, you work with people and like clients and you're like okay like who's your ideal customer like audience like starting in the preliminary like research they're like oh like everyone I'm just like <laughs> okay so we're gonna drill into this and like really understand and like what your like solution is and like what benefits you can provide to like someone and <laughs> yeah 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 everyone right <laughs> yeah like, and you're B2B, not on everyone you, t- trust me <laughs> well and you're and you're b2b tech so you're you're a per, you know so there's eight other competitors out there and some of them do a better job with features some people do a better job with customer service some people do a better job with timelines and right. so you have to you have to find the right audience you know to to meet so so i i i, I love that aspect of it and then uh and then the communication and tools uh, the you're mm-hmm. that that's that's awesome so every day i'm guessing that you've got multiple windows open and you're constantly yeah, tracking and talking <laughs> 34 inch monitor here and another one in front of me <laughs> so it's like <laughs> command central over here but i i love it i mean it's always what i've um have wanted to do like i you know and our you know and like kind of aligning our team with people who love it as well um yeah. and it, it's a really interesting like this year of um so we've always been remote so we didn't have that much disruption when um COVID hit and everyone you know had to work from home so we were really grateful for that and we we had these like processes and systems like set up and it was, it was kind of funny because we were like kind of all like do we should we we feel like we're 
no, we're good. Like in this regard, we're good. <laughs> and, um, you know, but it was, it was, it was, it was interesting because, you know, we were kind of positioned as like experts in a way of like running an agency remotely and, yeah. um, you know, being able to provide advice to my friends or like other business owners. And, you know, it, it was, it was really cool to be able to like offer that value to people. Um, and even clients, some of them were just like, a majority of them, we like we do support remotely, but they, you know, there were some things that were like, okay, like this is what we could be doing differently, and kind of in regards to their marketing too, uh, yeah. especially the ones that do a lot of events in person. <laughs> right, right, yeah, which is a big part of the B two B tech agencies. So yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, and and uh, can you talk about you know what does a sprint look like within Aimtel when you're working with clients? You know. Yeah, I uh, I don't. I know people like in teams like do it like very like by the book. I don't know if we like, we don't necessarily do it like as like cut and dry, like how you're like, we don't have like somewhere where we're like submitting tickets and then like kind of assessing them and things like that. We do use, um, we kind of, how I've adapted it um, and the team that has worked really well for us is like we, uh, every Monday we have like a stand up and we, we across like all, um, projects and clients the team is just responsible for like coming prepared to like write out like okay this is what i'm working on this week this is what we need to move forward kind of like what we anticipate um you know maybe like stalled or needs to be like adjusted and then on fridays we we kind of like round out we're actually going to be like we're considering like adding a little bit more detail to this but like kind of closing the loop of like all right what did we accomplish and like that reflection and then we do it at the like the client level too internally where we're looking at like all their campaigns um like their social channels and on a weekly basis of okay reflecting and analyzing like what's working and what's not so that we can have that inform like what projects and tasks we're working on so that they all kind of coincide because maybe something that we thought was going to work last week didn't or it did and it just allows that like flexibility to pivot and make those changes yeah so, so we kind so, of do it on like a one week but and then it, yeah. breaking it breaking it down um like from maybe like a monthly plan or uh, we always have like many things happening at once so they're all kind of <laughs> staggered or in different ways sure. so it's like the most cut and dry <laughs> process but. so 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 daily daily stand-ups and then weekly um, basically weekly sprints, you know, where you're digesting mm -hmm. that and kind of analyzing it. Uh, are you meeting with your clients on a weekly basis? Um, we, we talk to our client. Yeah. We, a couple of them we meet with weekly, like the ones that have a lot going on. Um, we really like, we take like a very like collaborative and consultative approach to our relationships with clients. And a part of that is like back to the communication and really like staying, like being kind of, you know, working side by side with them, even if it's remotely. Um, so we have like Trello boards with them and Slack channels. So, um, everyone has like direct access to like collaborate and like work with the client and it makes it, it definitely like having those systems with boundaries, of course, like there's, there's like some rules, yeah. like we don't <laughs> let, we don't appreciate anyone anywhere, like DMing us at like 10 PM at night. Like that's not, <laughs> that's not part of our boundaries, but, um, that doesn't happen, you know, like, cause we're always being proactively informing and like collaborating with clients. And, uh, so yeah, <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a percentage of clients, uh, that are, that are always thinking of new things to do. Uh, <laughs> and so I'm curious, is the Trello board really kind of your key to managing those expectations on, you know, what's in that current sprint, you know, and, and do you manage like a, 
like a backlog and, you know, and things like that with it? Yeah, we like definitely like that's it it really helps to have everything like documented of like what who's working on what and like how much on like a weekly basis because absolutely it kind of like oh let's like go with this and it's like okay that like we could maybe accommodate that but like let's talk through it before we just make some like decision because we're working on these things and like maybe something change up they they know about of like their company their industry that we weren't aware of um like last week or something like that happens all the time um which is which is great it can actually be like a huge positive um but we're just like okay so like kind of what that needs to be like deprioritized and like we maybe want to like bring back so that would go like into kind of a backlog or like just like on hold um and then assessing like does it does it make sense to bring this back or like where kind of where we we actually we actually just did that yesterday we were like create an entire campaign and we're like it's just not working the way that we anticipated and we were creating some other content and we we're like let's just start like let's just we know that this other one's going to work even better so let's just like put the rest of the budget to that one and we just kind of wow. have it as like a paid like a free re- like we're just not going to put like paid money before, behind it like we're still going to promote this other campaign but we just pretty much just completely sh- pivoted and shifted the rest of like september of what we're going to be pushing for content for them yeah then let's 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 talk about that this is this is the <laughs> this is where i want to get to the meat the one of the things that uh that we had talked about you know prior to the podcast was the quick you call it the quick pivot and it's mm-hmm. basically you know when you guys uh you know decide that you have to you know, adjust, how often is that happening? And how do you decide, you know, when, when that should happen? Um, I mean, I feel like it's happened so many times this year, (laughs) (laughs) but it's, it's, I mean, it's honestly like, has like led to like really exciting things. Like I'm kind of thinking back to, um, but I mentioned earlier a little bit with the events. So a lot of our clients, um, and this one in particular, actually, we, we like help, we pretty much work as like an outsource marketing team so like we work with a couple of their in-house marketing team members and then like like help run like all aspects of their marketing which is awesome and they're actually just won an award as like one of the fastest growing companies in the united states which is super exciting for them oh that's fantastic yeah uh on like the inc five five thousand list so um with the events like what happened i mean nothing there was no events <laughs> like the conferences shut down so we were right. like okay like we kind of could forecast that like once like the big like tech companies were like closing down like shutting down their conferences or like postponing them like it's gonna happen like there's no way that this one's gonna be like in their industry they were like there's no way it's gonna happen so we were kind of like brainstorming and planning for it and um once it happened we we're like okay like what are we gonna do because we get a lot of leads from that event and um you know, it's like kind of like the leads for like the year that, that we can nurture. So we're like, okay, we're not going to yeah. have that. So what's, what's the, so we came up with the approach of um, a lot of, they're like have a team of consultants and they are, had already prepared a bunch of presentations for that conference. So we're like, well, we already have the content. So let's just spin these out into like a web, into webinars. And then we just ask like people on their team, like if they would be interested in like hosting a webinar and like presenting and everyone was like very like eager to be involved and um, excited about it. So it actually turned in. So one week of content that we probably would be like focusing on and, you know, spending like an exorbitant amount of money at this conference turned into a three month webinar series. And it turned it like every week we like ran like one to two webinars and it kind of just became this like almost like a show, like a program. And yeah. we actually just, so we, we ran that from like April to end of June and almost into July actually. And then 
we took a little bit of a summer break and then we actually just relaunched like the second version of it for like another like two months and it's it's pretty it's starting to exceed like how many leads that we generate from that conference that's fantastic yeah and and how you know i mean what did you did you have to sit there and learn along the way as well oh you totally. know, and, the, and, the, and, the, <laughs> and so I'm, I'm guessing it was a little bit of mayhem yeah I, I have a phenomenal team and our clients team is like phenomenal so like we all just work super well together I think that that like definitely ties in kind of back to like that culture is like what is your team does everyone work together like are they supporting each other like you know and if you have that like that structure and that basis then you can do really phenomenal things together and that's what we've seen this year it's been definitely really hard and exhausting at times but um really exciting of what we we didn't even know we were like capable of doing uh so yeah it's been it's definitely learned some things i mean we had done a couple webinars but not to like this like consistent like program you know, right. so there's a lot to go into it in the coordination. Um, but my team has done, a, they've done a phenomenal job of keeping everything on track and, and pushing it to the next level. Actually, at the end of like the the first uh, series, I'll call it like the first like season, I guess, um, we did like a retrospective and that's like part of Agile. We like had like an hour meeting. We're like, what worked well? What didn't? What do we not want to continue like in this time? Like what are some new ideas we can apply to make this even like more delightful and like engaging experience for like attendees? Um, and we've like applied all those learnings for this time around. So just kind of co- continuously like, pushing the envelope. I was going to, I was going to ask you what you learned along the way, but you just told me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fantastic. Um, a- any resources that you go to, to kind of keep up on, on this or, you know, is it just being part of social media and, you know, in the industry or. Yeah, I would say it's like a combination of everything. Like I definitely seek out like, um, what I like want to learn like I'm constantly like like I, I think like to like work really well like you're constantly like learning and like having that learning mindset I'm definitely not sitting here thinking I'm you know like I know everything I'm definitely not and right. I really like to like challenge myself and read and like understand and like apply new learnings and see what works for us um and yeah and like I definitely like curate like who I follow on social and like kind of like that inspiration and and I, I just like you know, talking to people and like our yeah. clients or like other fellow like entrepreneurs and seeing what works for them and just kind of, you know, knowledge, you know, coming down to like the like learning, but then also the knowledge sharing, I think is really important to understand like the full picture and like podcasts yeah. like this, you know, it's cool. It's really, it's, it's, I mean, there's some phenomenal content out there. It's just a matter of trying to find it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. There's, there's tons of content out there. I always tell people it's a, it's a weird thing where I, I, uh, I follow like obscure people sometimes that, you know, sometimes they have a couple hundred followers, but they're putting out amazing stuff. So, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm totally drawn into it. And I, I don't, I don't necessarily gravitate towards the biggest and the most, mm-hmm. you know, illustrious sites. Vanity metrics. Lot, yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and a lot of that is, a lot of that is, you know, there's, there's a lot happening in this industry where, they don't have a huge PR budget. They're not out there, mm-hmm. you know, they're not out there, you know, all the time, but, but there's some cool tools out there that totally. people haven't heard of. And, and we hear it, you know, internally with our networks a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm always, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm always intrigued. And I, I mean, honestly, it's why you're on, on, on the show is I like talking <laughs> yeah. to practitioners. Mm-hmm. I like talking to people that they're in the fire every single day. Sure. I could, I, I could go ahead and talk to the VP of whatever at a, you know, fortune 500 company. Um, mm-hmm. But, but they're not in the fire. 
You know, right. it's typically it's typically the people three people below them that are dealing right. with you know the the stuff. So I yeah, I, I, love I, that. I yeah i i really appreciate it it's definitely a a hard balance as like a ceo because you definitely need to like kind of you need to like lead and not be in the weeds but like i i still like to do like the work some of the some of the work because it just reminds you of like it it keeps you like empathetic to your team of like okay this actually takes like a long time or like they need like to be able to focus you know like you're not just like just just give that to me like it should be done already and it's like no it actually then like if you want that like quality standard like it's it's a good reminder kind of like go back to the work and be like okay how does this all work and like what is the the level of effort to like get it to like what in your mind is like the perfect you know end product yeah that that's uh, that's great advice for any leader to <laughs> get out of the office once in a while and get down there and <laughs> crawl right? amongst us please <laughs> well thank you so much for joining us today and for uh for people who want to follow you on social media and then check out your agency uh where should they go sure um you can go to com. so a-i-m-t-a-l.com fantastic well we will put Uh, those links in the show notes and of course uh, on your profile page it'll have your link to twitter janet thanks so much for joining us today on mark tech zone interviews if you appreciated this episode we would appreciate that you write a review for us online on your favorite podcasting service thank you very much for joining us today subscribe at martech.zone Sponsorships and marketing services are available through dknewmedia.com.